This podcast contains material that may not be suitable for children or those of lesser constitutions. Listener discretion is advised. And now, go f*** yourself. Did it sound like that? It, cut off. It sounded yeah, like a clip. Like I think because it was the mic was too hot. It sounded it sounded like somebody shot shot Biden. That's what it sounded like a sniper rifle. Uh, no, it sounded like uh, just Southeast Portland on any given night. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Innocuous Bastards. For those of you who, for some reason, tune in to us, here we are. We're back. Um, but uh, as you know, this is the show you did not ask for, yet here we are. Um, something that I've been forgetting to do it at uh-huh. the start of every episode, even though we already have that le- intro lady that does kind of state something, uh, I, I keep forgetting, and I'll do this over the next, obviously, moving forward, is to state that, hey, whatever Max says, uh, that's that's on him. Mm-hmm. It does not represent either of us, AG. It or not or us collectively. It does not represent the innocuous bastards collectively. It <laughs> uh, does not represent our, you know, our, the people who pay us to be uh, to, to be able to continue living. Is this, for, is is this foreshadowing his, a little bit much? Uh, that is on him alone. I need maybe I just need to record that as a drop. So I that think so. <laughs> I think so. Need an addendum to the disclaimer. <laughs> but anyway, welcome back, gentlemen. AG, how have you been? Been pretty pretty good, although I <clears throat> had a little vertigo Ooh. this week, and I don't know if that's just because I'm getting old, but Probably that was not fun. That's like the worst part of being drunk without any of the good part. So it feels more like a stroke. I've I've, I've had it before. It was about ten years ago, almost. It was like eight. It was like eight years ago, nine years, something like that, and. Basically, it feels like you're if you're on a, if you're looking at a computer, especially you're screening it, and all of a sudden you just feel like weirdly dizzy. And if you look out of one of the it's one of the corners of your eyes, wherever those crystals are, they get all up like up in your ear, yeah. whatever it is, and it feels like you're having a stroke. If if I had a stroke and I knew what it felt like, I thought it would, might feel like that, but. I was worried that when because it, it happened when I was at work. This is a long time ago when I worked at that uh, USA Military Metals place. Oh yeah, uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, I think I gotta go home. <laughs> so, do you know what like what precipitated it? Anything? No, just you drinking. Just... I think. <laughs> so, no. just, just, mine was a just little being a drunk was a little different in that it was kind of late at night. It was about maybe two in the morning. I have a uh, like a recliner. And I'm falling asleep on it. I realize, okay, I need to get up if I'm going to try and get any sleep. <clears throat> I feel fine when I get up. I go lie in my bed. But one thing I did that's a little differently, like when you get into bed, say, from you're getting it in from the left or the right side of the bed. Yeah. How do you, which, do you get on a certain side or do you get on your back? Like, how do you do it? Well, I have, for my bed, I have a step ladder because it's pretty tall. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and then I just plop down. So do you, on your back, on your side, or what? On my side. Okay, but do you, which, is there a side you normally start on? Uh, like your side of your body. Oh, my left side. Your so left I, side. Left, I lay down and then make myself uh, vertical at that point, or horizontal at that point. Okay, so if I was getting in the bed on the right side, I would get down on my right side of my body. Yeah. Just because it, for whatever reason, it feels more... Like it's easier to get into bed, 
So this time I wanted to kind of got in the bed and 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 kind of got in the bed in a little bit of a weird way. And I don't know if I plopped down or if it was maybe just a little more than normal, but it wasn't like I passed out or just like <clears throat> smashed down into the bed, but I kind of flopped and I hit my I head on my pillow. And as you know, I've got a like a Sobakawa pillow, so it's not like a fluffy thing. The instant my head hit the pillow, I'm looking up and I see there's a little crack of light. Frame of reference, 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 how spinny stuff can look. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's just weird because all I see is the light. I, I don't see any background. It just feels like it's spinning. And I close my eyes and it's like, huh, this isn't really going away. I get up. <laughs> the room is spinning, like crazy spinning, like if you've mm-hmm. been and you've been drunk maybe once or twice, each of you, occasionally, you know how the make it stop. You can't make it stop. Mm. This was like double fast. Thing. This was like twice as fast as that as I'm used to. And there's, your eyes can't catch up. And I'm like, I'm crawling over to where I have a little trash can because I know I'm going to throw up, and I kind of did. And so anyway, that was a really bad night. It got better the next day, but when you kick vertigo, it's like. It feels like you've, you're almost seasick, or you're you're I was kind of swimming, because <clears throat> I thought it was about your uh, equilibrium or mm-hmm. something, you know. So yeah. like, and, and it's not like the movie, like Vertigo, Jimmy Stewart, Vertigo, not really Vertigo, not like that. Vertigo. That's it's not that's really the thing. Vertigo. vertigo in the common parlance means like sort of like afraid of heights, or yes, it has something. nothing to do with that. It really doesn't. It can happen. Like this was happening on I'm on the floor because like I, I can't get up because everything's spinning. So I try to crawl back yeah. up on my bed, and you know, beds are kind of springy, and the springy part of that was making the problem like two times as bad. Yep, yep. So I managed to crawl back into bed and was like, "Oh my god!" It, it, and the thing is, I wasn't sure if it was because I hit my head or if it was like food poisoning, but I think it was when I hit my head because it was like instantaneous. As soon as that happened, bam! I feel dizzy. So anyway, that took a few days to get over, and I feel fine now. But good, it's like I don't know. Is this because I'm getting old? Has this happened to older people more? Oh, I think it does. My my mom suffers from vertigo. Does she um, like periodically, chronically? Yeah, on a regular basis. There's no there's no like set cadence to it. You know, to your to your point, it just just kind of happens. But yeah, but she's she suffered from vertigo, so I can only imagine it. Well, I'm glad we're all we're all glad you're feeling fine. Appreciate it. You just say cadence. Cadence. That's a really annoying business term <laughs> that really has nothing to do with anything. She just brought in cadence to it. Okay, I have a little bit less, a little bit less respect for you now than I did before. I, what, do you think I give a shit? No, but come on. Don't right. cut you and cut you and cut you and mark that out. Right doesn't really matter. Quick. It doesn't matter. Uh, cut out that bullshit business speak. We don't have time for business speak up in here. So is that, how, how's it been? How, how's it been apart from that? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. I, that you know, I, I try to keep this energy going. I'm always looking for a value proposition and everything that I do. You know, the, I need an ROI in life. Yeah, I think it's what I really need. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, well, good. Well, I'm glad you both are feeling well. And uh, you know, uh, business jargon aside, um, that's causing a lot of stress for Mac. Mac, right now, I'm not sure why. Why, why actually? Why is that? Let's 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 unpack that. I just find it annoying um, when people use it in business conversations. Like they're using it to try to sound like they're businessy, 
and they're using jargon to uh, on purpose to do it. I'm not saying that you were doing that. I think you were just natural because that happens a lot. Because that happens a lot. Because that happens a lot with the company that I work for. They use cadence a lot, cadence and bandwidth and all this other kind of crap. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I get it, you know, but we don't need to keep repeating the word 50 fucking times during a meeting, do we? Because I understand it. And I think everybody understands it. Let's just call it what it is. And I think so it's just using fancy language and, and, and with when really you don't need to to try to and I'm not saying that you were doing it, but a lot of people do it to try to sound like they're smarter or that they're on top of the situation. I think it's kind of funny because and we might have actually talked about business jargon in a previous episode before, yeah, but maybe. the uh, the thing that the thing that the, the thing that I've found is that at least the company that I work for and uh, you know cats out of the bag because Mac mentioned it uh, <laughs> earlier for so. For soup, 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 for every level. Like the VPs talk a certain way and they use a certain, you know, they have a certain vernacular that they, business vernacular. I just want the 30,000 foot. Yeah, the 30,000 foot level. I mean, like the thing that the. Fucking assholes. What I've noticed happening more frequently and more recently is computer talk. Mm. In real life. So, like, instead of, you know, like if somebody says, well, you know, because one of the older jargon was drill down. Hey, we'll drill, we'll drill down on that on that issue just to get to the bottom of it. People are saying now, okay, well, we'll double click on that. It's like, we're not double clicking anything. Mm. You know, first of all, we're talking mm-hmm. face to face. And then, so there's that. And then there's also, you know, instead of saying, and if you look at the level before or layer after that, they say, and if you scroll down, then you will... It's mm. like, we're not scrolling anything right now. Mm. We're talking. You were talking about a business presentation. But the thing the, uh, the the thing that really grates on me, though, is like, if it's a verb, it's being used as a noun, and then a noun <laughs> is being used as a verb. And here's an example. You know, um, we will action that. Mm. It's like, okay, what is that? What is... Why, what, are you, why, what are you actioning? We will action that, okay? Or I'm efforting. I'm efforting that. I'm, effort, I'm efforting that. Um, yeah. Like stuff like that that's yeah. being all, it's like, no, let's not do that. If somebody tells me to put a pin in it, I'm not telling them I'm going to put a pin in your fucking eyeball. Don't you fucking tell me to put a pin in it. And then what you actually say out loud is what? Uh, yes, like, yes, yes, sir. Yes, yeah, whatever, you're, yes, whatever you say, let's put, a, let's put a fucking pin in it. It's like the most obnoxious thing you can say to somebody. It's like, if you say to a little kid, put a pin in it. Fuck off. I think one of my most favorite ones that I do use often, and mainly if I just want to stop whoever's talking, or if it's not appropriate to be discussed at a larger group, is I would say, you know, let's take that offline. I've done that one before. I like that. I have done that before, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's that's the same as saying to put a pin in it, <laughs> but it's actually, it, it, it's a bit more respectful. It's a bit more respectful, and I think... Um, uh, yeah, it's a bit more respectful. Taking an off, taking an offline makes makes some actual sense because it's in the meeting. Doesn't need to be discussed with everybody. Let's let's, let's do exactly. This offline. But see, here's the thing: if you were a VP, the v, the VP would say, "Oh, we'll sidebar that." It's like, yeah. first of all, we're not in a courtroom. Yeah, it's, you're not sidebarring anyway. <laughs> that with, because that means everybody has to stay there. 
<laughs> so you got to go sidebar so exactly. where everyone else is waiting in uh, your stupid ass. Oh, you mean we got to go to a breakout room? Okay. You say, where's the bar? <laughs> Wait, I forget I forget where we were. Is this a ca- cash bar? Or? We are going to snack bar the shit out of that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, okay. Well, sorry uh, about that little rant there, folks. <laughs> My Mac started it. <laughs> As with everything. You said already, and um, the people know. But what else is going on? Uh, well, we've already found out what's going on with YouTube, but what's going on in the world right now, man? I mean, I think, obviously, our, our hopefully our listeners are are a bit woke, and they know what's going on, what's going on but what, do, what, what, do we, what should we palaver over? Well, the, the debt ceiling has been... <sighs> <yeah>. <laughs> I think they came to an agreement on that or some shit uh, for December, so the world's not coming to an end yet. Uh, the the AOC and Bernie Sanders is is feuding with the mansions and the uh, the cinemas and the Bidens of the world and the Democratic Party. So they're of course they're doing stupid shit because they can't be united. At least the Republicans really only had to worry about John uh, McCain for the most part. Everybody else was like in lockstep. And you got all these motherfuckers who are like basically re- Republican lights. That are in the Democratic Party, who like or not, yeah, and cinema, who don't want to go along with whatever it is that the you know, the party has going on. It's always been that way, though. The Democrats always like fuck themselves in the end, um, and now there's no McCain on the Republican side to say no. So basically, they're going to be a hundred percent on top of whatever it takes to obstruct, obstruct, obstruct. You know, I don't know. I I think the infrastructure thing again, it's still a big. We talked about this even a couple of years ago. I think how it's a goddamn running joke about, and it really is pathetic when you think about it. How behind the times we are in this country compared with other countries in the the technology and the upgrades that they've done to their own infrastructures, uh, you know, bridges, roads, uh, rail, airports, all that kind of stuff is like way ahead of where we are. Brought. Uh, uh, you know, even fucking broadband. Like, we're pathetic. It's so sad. It's sad. It's sad. I know I brought this up the last episode, I think, or two episodes ago, but again, I think if you t- just think about it from an, what is it, economy of scale, there's a lot more square, square miles in the United States than any of these other countries that have figured it out. Like, has Russia figured it out? No, of course Maybe. not. I mean, they just kill everybody who gets in their way. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with that. I, I just feel like there's, you know, yes, I agree with what you're saying. I, well, but what you need to focus on first are the the population centers and get them linked together. No, but but the, here's the other here's the other thing that maybe it exists elsewhere, but, or maybe it doesn't. But I know that it exists here in the U.S. You've got 50, you know, leaders of of their own uh, states that can't really get, you know, they can't. Unite on anything, really. Exactly. So that there's also that I feel. Well, I mean, I think you're right about the fact this is a big country, uh, and so a lot of people that have a, a vote in this, in infrastructure upgrades, whatnot, they're not going to really see much of a benefit out of it personally, at least not immediately. So they basically don't want to f- put any money out to imp- to better people that. They probably don't agree with politically. So I just feel like that's where we are is like people are, are going to vote against something that helps them because it hurts somebody else. 
Yeah, that's what they're doing. That's it, what's happening. It's right now. just a bunch of nonsense, and that's the whole thing. Is that they, they want to talk about being patriots and being in the the Constitution and blah 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 blah. You dumb motherfuckers. If you understand how much in danger we are from not having an updated infrastructure, China and India and uh, and Pakistan eventually, I mean, they're they're all these these different countries, in uh, even Indonesia, these other countries who don't agree with the politics that we have, are doing those things now. Not on the, there's still a lot of issues with those other countries as far as, but they're at least they're they're further ahead than we are. And that's the thing. We're still stuck back in 1965 type of infrastructure. If you look at our bridges here, if an earthquake were to happen, we're fucking dead. All those bridges are coming down. The steel, the the Broadway Bridge, they're all cut. There's let's, none of them are staying let's up. Let's name them all. Here, here, yeah. Here, let's see if we can. In order. Here north and south. Also, it. we're in Portland, Oregon, for those of you who just found that, found us. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's really true. And in, 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 in Japan, they have... You know, a pretty good. Even though they got fucked up in some areas, you know, they were able to recover pretty quickly, and their buildings didn't collapse, and their infrastructure didn't collapse to the extent that it would here if we had the same type of, of disaster there. And that was what, like, seven years ago now. But that, but Japan's kind of like a monoculture, though, isn't it? I mean, everybody's it's a monocle. <laughs> Everybody's got to be on board with stuff, and yeah, their culture supports that. It doesn't. It doesn't really. Not that it doesn't have a, a place for dissent, but I think just in general, things are the way things are phrased and the way things are constructed there minimizes consent because kind of everybody's on board with bettering the nation, or they see a more common vision of how to do that. Whereas here. There's just become too much polarization, too much of uh, people, again, like I said, wanting the other side to suffer rather than your side to benefit. And that's a big problem. And we need to, I mean, there's got to be, I thought that COVID would be kind of the thing that brought everybody together. Like, hey, we all got to fight this. It's not, it doesn't care whether you're liberal or conservative. It, It might, I don't think even... I don't even think aliens would do it now. They'd be like, "Yeah, bring let's have some aliens." As long as they go kill liberals, <laughs> you know. That's I really feel that's the mindset of illegal a lot of people. aliens. Was what I was saying. Well, well for, you know, for me, as long as there's somebody who can still do the speech, <coughs> that yeah, Bill, that Bill, Bill, uh, uh, Bill, Bill, Bill Pullman is uh, the America's best president of all time. Live on in infamy, man. That's well, it should. Well, yes. I, I agree with what you're saying, especially here in, here in Portland. Uh, it, it almost seems like infrastructure was just take, taken for granted. It's like, well, the phone still rings, so maybe we're, we're still okay, you know, on that one. The microwave still works. So, I mean, there's no, there, not, there's not been, apart from some, obviously, some kind of advances in technology, you know, whether it be electric vehicles or, you know, Silicon Valley, like, pop, you know, pumping things out left and right. To, to your point, Mac, I mean, we, you know, the United States is a superpower. Are we the actual superpower, or are we only, like, third right now? We're I the, would consider ourselves second. I, we're the only superpower. <laughs> so we're the superpower right now, right? With, uh, with failing with China failing doesn't have the influence bridges. that we have. Well, every, mm. a lot of people hate China, too, so that's the other thing. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think that our... And the reason why is because of... 
our last president. It's not because of the current president. It's not even because of the president before that, before Trump. It's because he's fucked up so much shit that like nobody takes us seriously anymore, at all. Nobody does. But uh, like just culturally, things like that. China, just people are like people don't want to emigrate to China. Okay, they want to come here. Well, they don't want them to. I mean, they've got like how many billions of people? I mean, who but that's wants to not why. There? That's not why people aren't emigrating there because they don't want them there. It's because people don't want to go there. So well, I, that's totally different about the United States. Uh, people want to come here. People like American culture, and so I think Japanese uh, or Japan has more of an influence on our culture than China. Except I do think being made it's now being made it's now being made it's now being made for the Chinese market. Uh, there's a game that I play online that. Some of the artwork has been now changed because it would be seen as a little maybe racy for the Chinese market. So there is this sort of uh, accommodations. Ac- yes, accommodation being made so that they can make money over there. So there, sure. there is that aspect of it. But I don't feel like China has uh, much of a cultural. I mean, they certainly have a military influence because that, that, well, that's sizable. But and see, that's what you're saying. I think the difference is what I'm saying. I'm talking about a superpower economically, militarily. Definitely, China checks the boxes on both of those right there. there but there's are, things they don't check. But they don't need to. They kind of do. I mean, if they want to be considered a superpower, we have allies. We have. You know, like I know Afghanistan turned out to be a disaster in the end, but there's nothing like that from China. China is like they're not going to offer to help out or do stuff like that. So they they are a powerful nation, but they don't have the cultural and other types of influence the United States has. Hmm. Yeah, culture. I think culture definitely will 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 play a big role. Um, obviously, media also plays a big role in terms of how what's happening anywhere is being portrayed right but you know but the biggest thing for the chinese government right now is the the whole uyghur uh their treatment of the uyghur people mm. and and so humanitarian issues is what's to, you know to your point ag that's a box that's never going to be checked unless they've got you know with the uyghur uh, maltreatment and, and others other the russians crimes against humanity you know the russians don't have that they're still considered a moderate superpower i mean um, but only militarily influential, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, what's your definition of a superpower? And culturally, clearly, the U.S., Britain, do you would see be one? Uh, Japan certainly, but do you see Korea like even now? To China going in and trying to help out like guerrilla efforts in Central America? No, you don't see that. Well, why would they? I mean, there's no reason. Well, for them to Russia do. did do that, right? They yeah. were involved with like the Sandinistas and whatnot. But that has gone away for the most part. They aren't offering support very much for maybe maybe Cuba. I don't even know if they're doing that anymore. So I think that the and try to use a, try to think of a military strategy term, but the the terms of battle have changed. I don't think it's about territory anymore. I think it's about what you can do from the inside of your op- opponent. So it's not about acquiring territory. Uh, World War One, World War Two type of, type of strategies, even going into the Cold War, where you're trying to establish alliances and strategic positions across the globe to where you can influence things. I think now it's the 
the era of social media and that type of warfare, that psychological warfare, that tech warfare. Tech war? Tech, absolutely. Shatner's tech war? Absolutely. Mm. I think that's honestly where it is because, you know, the, you know, the Russians figured out in 2016 how to get a miserable piece of shit elected in our country. Uh, the Chinese were not at the forefront, certainly, but they were, they're tacitly supporting it. They don't have any issues. Like, the more the Americans are fucking themselves up from the inside, the, you know, really that's fine. And there's a, I, to, to me, there's that equivalency to Rome, strong by itself, but then there was the leaking and the, the, the immigration of the Germanic tribes into uh, positions of leadership. So, but that was all done through, okay, there was shock and awe, military, but also they were smart. Let's get into positions of power. Let's influence the you know, the Romans out of power eventually. And that's what they did. Now, it took 500 years for the decline of Rome to really uh, finally happen. In this case here, it ain't going to take 500 years, it'll be 50 years. The, the, the scale is way different of how fast things happen. And, and, and so, you know, the more that the social media companies allow this idea of this free speech bullshit uh, and allow lies to be spread, it's, it's, it's Goebbels' wet dream to have had Facebook and, and Twitters and all that. Can you imagine the kind of damage that those motherfuckers could have done with just what they did? Imagine if they have the, the reach that, they, that these people have now. It's insane. And it's being funded by other countries. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. We're fucked. <laughs> That's basically what, what it boils down to. But here, a little bit of good news, though. <laughs> um, the uh, You guys heard about Merck developing uh, this uh, antiviral I do. medication against COVID-19? I saw something about that. It's a game changer. It's a game changer, possibly. It's still, in, it's still. I don't think it's. I think it's still in clinical trials. Um, so they, it's a pill. They're pushing for emergency, approval. but they are pushing for uh, for uh, approval. That what it res, it reduces hospitalizations by half, Deaths something like that. Also Deaths, by half, yeah. yeah. So it's it's called malnupiravir. I'm probably mispronouncing that horribly, but <laughs> yeah. So it's a. Uh, it's uh, developed by Merck, and, and hopefully it's something that would, would, would definitely have a, a lasting impact, you know, against against the virus, and against, and I think they said also even against the variants mm-hmm. of it. But it's funny, there was a um, Fox News, whatever, it's always somebody from Fox News who was, uh, you know, she was saying, why would we, tr-, you know, this is all, again, this is all part of the whole, you know, big pharma you know, strategy in terms of, you know, so Merck is going to all of a sudden save us, yada, yada. You know, meanwhile, we've got, I think she was saying, meanwhile, we've got remdesivir that, or not remdesivir, ivermectin that could be taken, yada, yada. No, it cannot be taken. And, you know, and it's it's just funny that, you know, again, part of the whole, what what you're you're saying in terms of media or, media or um, you know, Silicon Valley kind of allowing um, misinformation and disinformation to, to go out there on unfettered and untethered so. they're certainly untethered and, and if you look at it I think this is what these motherfuckers want they want the invisible hand to solve all the problems and so when you pit 
three, four, five different big pharma companies against one another to come up with something good. It's absolutely in their best interest to come up with something that will work. So to me, it's the opposite. I trust even more because they will make a shit ton of money off of it if it does work out. Now, the bad thing is that they'll raise the price to the fucking roof and they'll make more money than they should on it. But the good, the, the good news is, is that there, it will be available. Uh, I, I, I feel like they probably won't jack it up too much to where because they understand although they want some people sick so that there's still a the market for it but I still think that the 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 idea that they have this is not like it's not going to work I feel like it will probably work and I don't think they'll go ahead AJ. no I was just going to say uh, this is I mean if you're blaming big pharma on stuff this is another case of I mean this is I mean free free market Create a better product, people buy the product, yes. you prosper. Okay, it, it doesn't become a, a certain point where a company becomes so big that it's doesn't benefit them to have a better product. Exactly. Okay, so if you're arguing against big pharma or big tech or whatever, you're arguing against capitalism. And I just feel like people that are blaming this stuff they don't understand and that's really what this is all about is people don't understand stuff and because you didn't do well in school and you're stuck doing a menial labor job doesn't mean that other people who didn't pay attention in school should not prosper from there from their knowledge from their work so stop blaming this stuff for your problems or anything it's the products make this country go round so if it's Merck, Merck, if they come up with this pill and they're the first one to market, they should make a bunch of money. Absolutely. And if you want to be, if you want to be a part of that, buy some stock. There you go. <laughs> That's okay? true. Okay. If true. you if you're so concerned about them making a bunch of money, buy some <coughs> stock. And if you're concerned about making money for yourself, donate the profits. Well, I think what it is for for a lot of these folks who don't trust it is that they think it's a snake oil. And, and they believe that it's fake because of what they've been told by their dear leader on the other side. And it's, I don't even know what side he's on now. He's on his own side, like, as he's always been. He keeps propagating lies. And, and, and that's the thing. It's like they want that. They love it because it gives them more meaning to their life. They're on the cutting edge of something that they believe is, you know, again, it's it's been on and on and on. All their dreams have been dashed over and over again, but they don't care because there's always the next dream of something happening, something amazing that they're a part of. Because they it, think their reward is going to come by going to heaven. Okay, something else that you've been promised without any kind of evidence. So this is this is who that appeals to is to people who have already sort of given up <laughs> any sort of. Uh, ability to think critically about something, Rational. but rather accept the something as is because that's what you like. Exactly. So uh, that's where we are right now, and, and there just really is not enough uh, diversity of opinions that one person gets on any particular day. So the more you are watching the Fox News as the Breitbart's, and there are liberal equivalents of those oh, sure. same yeah. things. Yeah. So, but my pers personally, I avoid both extremes. I don't go to all the extreme liberal sites. I don't go to extreme conservative. It's, you know, try and get news from them. But there's not enough people sort of doing any sort of fact checking or 
getting a, a diversity of opinions on a topic so that they themselves can arrive to a conclusion that makes sense rather than, hey, I'm told this, I believe this. And there's just, there's too much of that thinking. And I think that, you know, who we're talking about exploited that by the, what happened there it was like, hey, I'm going to make these people feel good about themselves, even though they're not. And, and I do think that, you know, conservatives and people that live in rural areas, they play a role in the society. And we, we often, they are not appreciated for the work they do, bringing food to our table, etc., etc. But they feel like they're being left behind. And so, so the person we're talking about played to that up and they bought into it, whole heart and soul. But I think part of that is there's a little bit of a crossover there with extreme, not necessarily not extreme, but just religious beliefs. And religion is basically believing in magic, and that's essentially what his he pro, pro, uh, promised to them. So, yeah, there was actually a uh, Sarah Silverman comedy special called "Jesus Is Magic," <laughs> <laughs> which, of course, she's she's Jewish, so that's why she can kind of get away with that. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, hopefully, uh, we'll brighten things up a bit, mm-hmm. but no promises. We'll be right back. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash innocuousbastards. Find us on Twitter as at innocbastards. Or follow our blog at innocuousbastards.wordpress.com. Email us at innocuous.bastards at gmail.com. <laughs> Welcome back from the break. Hope you made it a great one, especially you, Edgar, because we, you know, again, just want to repeat that we care about you. So, um, before we, uh, while we were on break, actually, uh, AG and I discovered uh, uh, or identified a, a strange behavior of Max, especially when it comes to craft oh. services. And uh, he's a combiner. <laughs> and it's like, does like anything have any meaning to you whatsoever? Combiner of. So today, today among our selections <laughs> was a, 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 a Cabot Cheddar. Which is from Vermont, sort of a I don't know if it's a high end, but it's kind of a it's like of a sort of a national brand. It would be an elevated status, mm. but it's okay. And I mean, Vermont is known for their cheese, and, and it's known for Cabot. Cabot's a really pretty like you know decent reputation as far as making good cheeses. The other cheese that we have today is a sliced smoked Gouda, mm. very Gouda, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. That, that is pretty good stuff. However. Singly, they both have their their pluses and their minuses, and they have the distinct the flavors. flavors. And you you put them in your mouth, and you kind of get it all over your tongue, so you taste all of the permutations of that cheese. That's however, however, Mac, yes, doubles up on the cheese, both cheeses. Yes, this is like eats both both types of cheeses at the same time. Defend yourself. It creates a new color, a new a new flavor, a new palette for anybody who wants to try it. Uh, and I tried both of them separately, and they were both amazing. They're both great. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, sometimes, you know, yellow and blue make green. You just got to make a new color out of things and enjoy that at the same time. Do you, so do you, okay. do you, mix, you, take wine, <laughs> do you mix wines together? 
Um, well, no. there there are there are red wine blends Rose, that you can, rosés. but you're not well, doing no, that. No, uh, no, I I'll drink a good red wine blend. Sure. Would you get like you get like a, a Pinot G and a Pinot N and you put them together? <laughs> well, I mean that's going to well actually I mean that's not that far from the rosé is kind of what you were saying. And actually, rosé is actually Pinot N. But people don't know that. Uh, I, I'd say that um, you know, no. There's certain things that you wouldn't want to try. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not backpedaling whatsoever. But if somebody uh, poured him into the same glass, I would try it. I would try it. Well, I guess. I mean, it's not just booze. I'm just do you think you're some sort up. of like a flavor astronaut or something? I mean, <laughs> no, no, I didn't do. I didn't say you guys should try this. Well, right? I didn't. I didn't say that I was you right. You did not proselytize. So oh, exactly. That's, that's, so okay. AG, yeah, it's okay. Here, here's the bottom line right now for me. <laughs> I started out hating every fiber of Mac uh-huh. um, because of that cheese debacle, yeah. the combining cheese debacle, and really outside of like a. Triple mac and cheese uh, should cheeses be really combined? Right. But he Mac actually um, put me on a different path when he mm. when he did the color uh, analogy. You know, it's because sometimes in order to make green, you do have to combine blue and blue and yellow, each of which is its own color, and they represent. You know, I mean, blue is sadness, yellow is uh, is. Uh, happiness, and when you combine them, you got green, which means money, and which which brings both sadness and. Ha- I think I it's it. really good. I love it. And by the way, <laughs> he's the, not convinced. There was. He's not convinced. I I could taste the differences in the two. I had both at the same time, and and it kind of made a, a an interesting sour, but like a good sour kind of taste out of it. And I was like, oh, well, this is pretty good. I kind of like this cheddar, and I kind of like this good. I didn't actually even know it was a cheddar. It's just like it was a white cheese. I didn't know it was cabot. Oh, that was some fancy shit. I just picked it out. I was like, well, okay, let me let me try these together. And then I tried them both together with a Triscuit. It was like, this oh is my like heaven. To yeah. the moon. Heaven. Yeah. Heaven. I mean, everything's better with it. Yeah, it, it, was, it was puce at, at, at that time. It was it was that color, which I don't know if that's a good example at all. It's a bad, no. well, kind of a bad example, but unless you're talking about blue and red. So yeah, just sort of blowing your mind. You're, you're thinking like, a, you want like a chartreuse is what you want. <laughs> chartreuse, yeah, for, there we go. You want the shark, chartreuse charcuterie. Indeed. Chartreuse. Uh, it's a better color. It's sort of a pale green. It is a pale green. Be- yeah. Yellowish and whatever. Well, you know what? I guess let's, I guess we all have our individual tastes and I think that's what makes, uh, well that, that creates space for innovation actually. Innovation. Like, you know, that whole Gouda, 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 Cabot, uh, Cheddar combination could develop into an actual, it's, you know, it's own version of cheese. Maybe we, maybe it's called the Mac. It's a you core know. value of this organization, innovation. It is a, definitely. it is a bastard cheese is what it is. <laughs> Actually, that's a great brand name for it. It's bastard cheese, which of course the bastard will be spelled with an E. But anyway, so that's good. Good branding. curd cheese. Now we're on top of things, see? I'm punning too hard now. Yeah, you I are. think you're on the other side now. I think you're more on my side of things after all this now. Just for like <laughs> entertainment purposes mostly, not as well philosophically. As, <laughs> as well as financial. Like if we sell the bastard cheese. Hell yeah. And then you're right. There will be a bastard curds uh, uh, version mm. of it. Definitely. Um, all right. Well, you know, we can't, we can't send off send this episode off without providing Edgar recommendations for what he should be listening who should who he should be listening to what should what show or movie should he be watching and so 
because uh, we owe it to him. We owe it to him, and we owe it to our. Because he doesn't know what to watch. Otherwise, he, he just he, sits at home twiddling his thumbs, waiting going, for our recommendations. How do I decide? No, you don't understand. He's flipping through. Like, okay, he got, puts up the Netflix. Uh, the yeah. ninth the bastard. bastard. Yep. Puts the Netflix uh, home screen up. Can't make up his mind. Switches to Hulu again. Can't make up his mind. Goes to Amazon Prime. Ends up ordering a coffee table, and that's like far from what he wanted to do. So he didn't need one. He already had one. He had five. He has to stack them. So, <laughs> what recommendation do you have, Mac? Well, and and I think I, I, I'm guessing that uh, he probably knows this already. But just in case, <laughs> the because it, it seemed like it came out fairly recently. Um, is the Squid people, and you know, recently we've had uh, there was a good zombie uh, Korean flick of s- several months back. I can't remember the name of it. I think it was something alive. Better. Yeah, it was super good. It was kind of like the prequel to the the train one or whatever the fuck it is. Train, train to Busan. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember uh, all the names, but uh, in general, I am extremely impressed with the uh, Korean. Uh, film and movie industry. I think they've got it down. Oh yeah, really good. I mean, the acting, um, the, um, the the uh, the plot, uh, you know, the plot lines make a lot of sense. The ideas behind it are innovative. The certainly, pr- production also. The, the production. production is high. Is really yeah. really good. Yeah, actually, shockingly good. So this latest one is um, it's it's kind of a mix between. You know, Hunger Games and probably Black Mirror. I'd say, uh, and I was going to say Dark Mirror a second ago. I almost did that again. No, it's Black Mirror. I know. Yeah. I get it now. Uh, but I think that the there's a lot of sympathetic characters on both sides. Not like all people are good on both sides, kind of thing. But I think the and, and again, I don't want to give away too much. I, I've seen like five of the. Or six of the nine episodes on Netflix. And squid, on Netflix, Squid Super Game. Game. Squ- yeah, yeah, Super- not Squid People because that's. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. See, I don't remember names. I just yeah. know the show, Squid People. Uh, really, really good show. <laughs> Actually, it's a it's a kid show on Pornhub. No, yeah. that's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> wrong. But there's there's a lot of I've noticed in the in the Korean films. There was one more one with the taxi driver too. The um, about the uh, there was a there was a revolution not a revolution but a. a Sort of, and uh, we we watched that one too. I can't remember the name of it. I'm sure you'll find it. The taxi driver. One. I think maybe it was just called Taxi Driver. A taxi driver. 2017 yeah. South Korean historical action yeah. drama film. They're they're coming to a lot of reckoning on kind of their past and some shit that. And there's some more of this kind of shit going on in in this show too. Referencing a strike that happened at a a, a car manufacturing facility. And kind of how the you know the, the police and the government may have uh, maybe uh, overreacted, and we're not talking about like two hundred years ago. We're not talking about fifty years ago. We're talking about this shit happening within the last thirty years, probably in Korea. So they're in South Korea, and you know there's even a little bit of you know they talk about North Koreans a little bit. There's a little bit of that going, and there's just like so many good things good that are in the show, and it lets me in on a country that I don't really know anything about other yeah. than that they hosted the Olympic Games and I know a few Koreans but what what does that mean? It doesn't make me an expert on their culture and, and neither does this movie. But and you and you've had Bill Gogi one time. I did. And Kim I've, I've had Kimchi. Yeah. 
but it, it's very interesting to see culturally what they're going through right now, reckoning with some of the shit that has, has happened recently in their past. It's it's really really amazing. And it's a it, it's on Netflix. It's a series. Mm-hmm. Is it bingeable right now, or do you have to wait for no, new episodes no. to come up? Bingeable. Yeah, we're right. just we're, we're we're doing as long as Claire can stay awake at night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for that recommendation. Ag, have you got a recommendation for Edgar? So, do you guys know who Jeremy Clarkson is? Yeah, the guy from the the car. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he has a British guy a show. I, I I'm sort of of two minds about him. I think he's really smart, can be really funny and and uh, perspicacious. Whoa! On, on the other side, he yeah, can be a little like boorish. He can be a little boorish, and have some sort of outdated attitudes, whatnot. There's a show on on uh, Amazon Prime called Clarkson's Farm, where he goes. I don't know if he bought it specifically for the show. Or if it's just part of the whole, you know, setup. But it's called Clarkson's Farm. He goes to a, a, a farm, tries to make it profitable by doing planning stuff, and so it's a lot. It is sort of a reality show in the sense that it's you know edited and whatnot. But it's right. ostensibly a reality show. But he he you know makes a bunch of mistakes. Uh, and all these little sort of trial and error things that he goes through, but it's actually kind of heartwarming. This is like the one scenario or the one situation where I find him actually empathetic and sympathetic. So it's just an inter- it's entertaining. It's I don't know ten episodes. I think there's going to be another season. But by the end of that show, I was like, oh, I'm kind of sorry this is this is ending because it's interesting. He. One of the things he does, and if you know anything about the, uh, you know, the Top Gear stuff that he did, is that they are always driving these exotic cars. Well, he goes out and buys a tractor, but it's a Lamborghini tractor. Okay. <laughs> so, and then he finds out later that this maybe isn't so work so well by the people that he gets help with actually working the land. Right. So it's it is kind of this push pull versus this rural environment that he's in versus a guy who's never done this before but has you know ideas on how to do it like one of the things they do is they plant wasabi because wasabi is a really it's hard to grow and it's very expensive to sell so it's a high profit thing and he finds out hey this isn't as easy as it looks and it's not as easy to sell even if you have a successful harvest so it does sort of give a more realistic view of how farming would work, which, you know, farming's not all that interesting in of itself, but he makes it interesting. And all of the the cinematography is really interesting and, and nice to look at. So Clarkson's Farm on Prime. On Amazon nice. Prime. Yeah, Fantastic. Nice. And my recommendation is actually something I just discovered recently, but binged already, but there's only three episodes anyway right now. Uh, it's called Foundation. It's mm. a sci-fi uh, series on right. Apple TV. And uh, it's based on Isaac Asimov's novel uh, or a series of novels uh, that were released in the early 1950s. And, all, of course, the novels are all inter, you know, inter, interrelated somehow. Same, Interracial. Same, same universe, same timeline in that same universe, relatively, uh, you know, a- along with flashbacks, of course. But it's really, it's really great because, again, I think Asimov is, is among 
you know the elite uh, sci-fi writers um, in, in you know in all time, yep. and I think he he was uh, instrumental in creating really memorable other worlds. You know, like if you can imagine a future, Isaac's Isaac Asimov has imagined it for you, and imagined it for you really well, and makes makes the future scenario very compelling. But obviously, this is uh, set in eons uh, of you know from now when humanity th thank god still exists you know and we occupy so many planets in the in the in the in the in space and in, in in the universe rather and uh and it's just n nice because then it becomes like slice of life stories within that universe so there's not i mean there's some overarching oh we got to get rid of the empire type of uh type of thing but it's still a slice of life so, so so you know so you get like little vignettes of what life would be like 35,000 years in the future and they're still talking about you know they're still talking about do you want to have sex before dinner before dinner or after so you know so it makes it so that it's it's still like i said like a vignette of life i i like i like it um a lot um again this i think it's only um it comes out the new episode comes out every friday and so um i haven't seen uh, last night's episode yet but it's on apple tv plus if you're you know rich enough to afford that um <laughs> get at it i think that's it's a really good uh, getting you know from a production standpoint and um it, it's just it's just great uh, this the uh, visually and and you know the cinematography cinematographically oh, <laughs> and uh, and then of course the acting was really really good and I, I highly recommend it so well gentlemen we've come to the end of another episode we got to there somehow I mean with the even though we we had to uh, spend a little bit of time getting over the whole cheese thing I'm glad we got to there so and, and I won that argument so uh, barely you know you won it by, by a, win. a little bit of air absolutely good night